9-12, the day after, dun, dun, dun. Uh, there, was a, there was a Twitter post, Stephen, telling people that uh, you should treat people the way that people treated each other on 9-12, the day after 9-11. Let's see, I was probably, I was 11 or, I think, on 9-12, yeah. 11 years old, so what does that, what does that mean? How was I treating I, people? I was listening to Weezer and calling people gay on StarCraft. I was not playing StarCraft. I wasn't playing any video games except on my Game Boy, but I was also mm. calling people gay. Um, yeah. Calling people gay a lot, yeah. Yeah, I was, that was uh, the, gay Jews. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Jew part came after Borat. That's when everyone became really into anti-Semitism. Really? We were on Jews from South Park. Oh, right, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm mistaken. It was South Park. Down on from South Park, uh, the Jews were, you know, the Jew became, it's funny, because, you know, we're at the end of history, and we don't, the Jews are safe. The Jews are safe. We don't have to worry anymore, so we can, you know, use it as an insult. Right, I guess. I, I found it distasteful. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, on the, on the bus you mentioned. But, I, but actually, I didn't start watching South Park in, uh, when I was 11. I was still watching Even Stevens. Oh, hell yeah. Even Stevens was great. Yeah, it was a great show. What was... Was Even Stevens a post-9-11 show? I think it was. I think it was pre and post did did it straddled the 911 border? Yeah, it was straddling it. Yeah. I shows like that are the funniest that where uh, like 911 happened right in the middle of their runs, <laughs> so they had to have a 911 episode. Uh like Sex in the City had a very subtle 911 episode. <laughs> right. About her <sighs> New York is healing, Carrie fucks the city. <laughs> really, she is fucking the city. The yeah, city so is a character, and even she is Stevens fucking it. Started in uh, June 2000, and then ran I until... I'm some New York, I'm fucking Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> the Even Stevens Sex in the City crossover. Yeah. Oh, shit. Shia oh, LaBeouf, shit. Shia Louis LaBeouf Stevens. Beats, he beats... An <laughs> <laughs> adult wizened Shia LaBeouf he's, is just beating up all the women in New York and the Sex in the City crew. He's doing abuse because he's a bad man. He's a troubled he's a, and bad man. He's a tra- hey, if your dad was bringing bikers to your honey boy rallies, and you know you were a little you were a little boy just begging for agents to take you on and you know performing for the camera, and then you grew up to be. A performance artist. Ladies and gentlemen, the next Indiana Jones (laughs) will not not be Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) They should make the next Indiana Jones like a grown-up version of Short Round. That's my... I love Short Round. Short Round, a very racist character. We talked talked about him a couple episodes back. Yeah, I love him as a kid. Did did I... Have I pitched this before? Have I pitched grown-up Short Round? Get get like fucking Henry Golding. Get Simu Liu. Get the, 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 get, I think we would Indiana just Jones. get the guy. He's still... <laughs> he's too old. No, he's, he's just... Why not just get the grown-up the guy that was playing that character? I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's not going to happen. But he, uh, Short Round was my childhood hero. I wanted to be Short Round. Well, it's, always, it's a funny name. I mean, I can't really get into why it's funny, because uh, it's racist. It's racist. It's funny because it's, it's like, racist. It's like... 
I don't want to get into the racistness of it. Never mind. <laughs> you don't want to get into how racist Indiana Jones and the Temple of No, Dude. I don't want this to really get into that. such a racist movie. Sucks. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I remember, all my, you need to know. My dad tried to watch it, and he was like, this is garbage. <laughs> all, all you need, it's, uh, all of Indiana Jones is just a bunch of white guys just browning up. You know, or like uh, John Reese davies browns up in the first one, right? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't have a mind for keeping things in mind, you know? Uh, uh, you don't want to keep track of the racisms that Steven Spielberg did? Well, it used to be like in when we were in 11 and 12, right around 9-11, like one of the most highly prized skills you could have is the ability to remember lines from movies and TV shows. Yeah. Um, okay. Like my the people who got the most laughs were the ones who could just spit out Simpsons lines. Uh, I think that's yeah. I mean that's still that's still the case. You just see people just posting verbatim Simpsons lines on on Twitter, and people are like hell yeah. But you don't you're not quoting them from rote. You know, it's like as as uh, uh, Socrates, not Socrates, but or Plato feared that you know written language would cause people to forget. I, I forget we, which Greek guy. Some yeah. some one of That's our philosopher really, listeners really will be proving agonizing, his, proving his point there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Whichever Greek, whichever Greek pederast it was, whichever Greek pederast theorized that writing would be the death of our memorization, uh, was correct. Yeah, and, it was all, and then TV is doing it too, mm-hmm. and then and then internet, make, mm-hmm. internet make brain bad. Yeah, internet's the ultimate tablet. It's the ultimate written thing. You never have to memorize anything ever again because you have your tablet next and to you. And it has autocomplete. Yeah. And in doing so, we lost an essential theatrical quality. Would you install that, uh, autocomplete in your brain? Uh, no, because it, it would always autocomplete to ducking. And I would be saying this ducking bit all the time. You know, I would be making hilarious faux pas. Oh, I thought it would, for you, it would autocomplete to sucking. Oh, yes. Oh, hey, yeah. yeah. Burn. Because I suck. Oh, I, I burned you good. Back in 2001, that would have been, the whole class would have fallen out of their seats. It's, no, it's, it's the, what I've learned about Twitter, I call it floresing. Which is just accepting that you suck mm-hmm. <laughs> and moving on with your life. It, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Iron Will. Poster, legendary poster. Iron Will can withstand a lot of abuse. I respect the Flores technique of just withstanding abuse. <laughs> uh, who cares? Does he? Has he been withstanding? I mean, maybe that's why he's got so many problems. I have to check. He's, I don't know. I have a muted his, uh, his, his tweet about him doing fucked up, making fucked up tweets at midnight because of mental scars. Uh, that propped up again, and people were delighting in it. Oh. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a funny, it's a very funny tweet. Whether it's serious or uh, joking, it's very funny. And uh, I think what I like about it most uh, is... It feels like a real glimpse into sincerity, you know, <laughs> like it's someone posting without all the layers of irony. But still, there are layers of irony. Yeah. Um, this week, everyone was getting their digs in at uh, beloved comedian John Mulaney. 
Uh, everyone, yeah, I, who the the correct opinion on that is who cares? Oh, I think what he did is reprehensible. Getting someone pregnant, no, especially because I have a baby and that baby will probably use resources that could go to my baby. I, I'm a yeah. zero sum kind of guy now. So <laughs> anyone who has a baby now, I'm it's like kind of my rival. Uh, you're you're competing with uh, uh, Jacinda Mullaney Munn for those those preschool. They're going to move right next to you in Michigan, and your babies will directly compete, like Maggie and Gerald. No, they're, they're going <laughs> to name their baby something stupid like Water. <laughs> no, they're going to they're going to name something like New York. They're going to name their baby like Woody or something terrible like that. <laughs> What? It's funny. I have no idea. I have no idea who John Mulaney is. I watched his stand-up specials a couple of times. They were funny. He was he, he makes he makes HIV jokes, which I respect. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's also pretty two thousand and one era. Doing lots of mm-hmm. AIDS jokes. Yeah. But see, yeah. There, there you go. There. You, I mean, AIDS jokes. I mean, I can follow that into South Park. Because uh, South Park had their whole Jared has AIDS episode. <laughs> Turns out what he had was a lot worse. Our culture was like heavily dominated or not, maybe not dominated, but heavily influenced by South Park for so long. It's been nice to have some time where they're not influential. I I, I think they're like, uh, is there something about South Park that speaks to the adolescent mind more than it does to the adult mind? I think yeah. I think because of you know they're sort of like well everyone's stupid but me that's a very that's a very like teen thing to think mm-hmm. you know and I think a lot of people still carry that through their adulthood but you know the the process of growing up is realizing no I'm fucking dumb as shit and I don't know anything and you know maybe some people are right so maybe sometimes like disagreeing with them uh ends up biting me in the ass and south park even did an episode about that where i was watching a few of the recent seasons and uh they had an episode where they did a mea culpa for man bear pig mm-hmm. where they have to admit you know they had to eat shit and admit to al gore that yes man bear pig exists we can't ignore man bear pig oh and man bear pig is climate change man bear pig is climate change Man, the first that's episode. just not real yeah well, they were the first episode, the original Man Bear Pig episode, I will defend because it's an episode that's more about um, Al Gore's vanity than it is about how ridiculous the idea of climate change is. But, uh, you know, I think South Park, they go for sort of like the libertarian idea of what Max, you know, it, 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 it's weird to me when anyone says that they value freedom because what the fuck are you talking Everyone values freedom. There's no one that says, oh, oh I want to be live in bondage, ex- except for BDSM people, and they like it consensual. I mean, sure, I don't know. Like, freedom is a, is a weird term, because, like, uh, there's, you got to differentiate between freedom and license, which is, mm. license is, like, the ability to do things. Freedom is, like, technically the ability to do the right thing, so... This element of mm. ethics with freedom. Mm. So, uh, freedom, the idea that you have a meaningful choice to do right by, I don't know, some, some, uh, yeah, cosmic it, universal. So you're not free to kill anyone. You can, 
you have license to do it, but mm -hmm. that's not like a freedom, right? And so that actually extends down to the venial sins as well, like yeah. Um, but freedom, like not in the ethical sense, but more in the uh, sort of political or uh, or and and what I think truly uh, what the political is about, especially in America, is about the accumulation of property. That's really understood to be freedom. Freedom is associated with what you own and what you can claim ownership over. And I think that is the prevailing idea of freedom for most people in the West, even in Europe, too. There's this uh, very entrenched idea that what really matters in your life is accumulating some form of property where uh, and that's reflected in the emphasis on home ownership as the main source of uh of you know freehold land it's called freehold land ownership you know just even in the name it talks about uh how this represents uh and and all the trappings of american lifestyles cars too you know we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and have the right to life liberty and uh, collecting lots of tiny little miniatures Collecting little Funko pops. Collecting lots of little yeah. little individual things. That's right in the yeah, right in the declaration. Yeah, having having lots of knickknacks yeah. is in the Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> how you should yeah. be judged, is your your collectibles. Yes. Uh, everyone should have good collectibles. That's what I'm that's <laughs> that's what I'll do as as president. That's my campaign. Everyone um, will have choice collectibles. No one will be, you know, none of that McDonald's Happy Meal shit, unless that's your jam. No judging. I if think you're they a happy are. Those dad. some of those I think are collectible now. They definitely are. everything's fucking collectible. Everything. I'm, I collect. I collect cums. I collect yeah. various cums. I, from I around know. The earth. I know names, but I know a certain person who collected used, every used condom that was in them. Oh my god, that's oh wonderful. My, oh my god. Did yeah. they pin it on? Was it their art project? Yes. Did they go to? Uh, that's good. You may, don't. Yes. It, anymore. I do don't you, know who this. Per, I don't know who this person <laughs> is. But it sounds like something you'd do for an art project. Yeah, you guessed because it's not it an like the, the yeah. Uh, and then you 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 have an accompanying manual that says this was the man who caressed me as a razor wire caresses an innocent pheasant. And, you know, uh, the other, the, the cum that's slightly darker is like, this was the man who gave me the freedom to yearn inside a bottle of my own belonging. Mm. You know, yeah, I, I can do this shit. I should collect cum. Yeah. I should be a cum collector. I was, my and art sell it as an NFT. You do uh, <laughs> dead, dead birds and dead cum. And it's like they both hit a barrier that they did not know was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Dead come no long enough. Those doggies dead come. Should we listen to some like uh, Letterman or Leno commentaries on 9/11? Uh, some sad, some sad commentaries on 9/11. Are we uh, allowed to play those? Just well, we were going to talk about the me the impact of 9/11 on the media. We'd talk about 9/11. Because everyone loves 9-11 on 9-12, the day after, where you're treating people like they're gay and Jewish. Uh, yeah, I don't—I didn't—I don't know. I wasn't really interacting with anyone at all. I was just watching the Disney Channel, so— uh. <laughs> Even Stevens ruled. <laughs> I was like— Kim Possible ruled. Um. Uh, who, who am I to judge? 
Who am I to? What was what was planned on 9-11? Did Proud Family have a 9-11 episode? Oh, Proud Family's later. That's like a Proud later. Family's later. Okay. Uh, yeah, trying to think of the 9-11. Well, everyone plays those Disney bumpers uh, uh, that, w- that was going around again where, like, Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens made all those, 9-11 really affected me. Yeah. You know, we came together as people and came together as America, and we're going to hunt them down. We're going to get them. Yeah, it sucks. That was stupid. I'm glad the yeah. war is over, finally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. It's just, you know, there's less troops there now. It's over. They're... We're switching to just bombing them with robots. Yeah. Classic, classic RoboCop scenario. Yeah, we're going full, uh, like, Star Wars Empire mode. With mm-hmm. like a, We're having, we're going to be like a, uh, there's a movie called Drone War, for God's sakes. Wait, no, Clone War. Clone Wars. Clones, drones. It's Drone War. It's all the same. It's all the same. I'm sure someone has edited Clone War to be, have like Obama's face and it says Star Wars Drone War. And, you know, it's, it's, he's in a tan suit. There's no more, the only, there's no more ideas, no more ideas guys on the internet. Like the the ideas guys are all. (laughs) They're gone. They're gone. They've, they've, they've poofed. Yeah. You know, they put away since they got rid of Trump. You know, all the ideas guys are gone. Uh, He was the last one. He was the last of the ideas guys. Yeah. There's like five funny guys on Twitter now. Yeah. Um, And it's it's all of them are OJ Simpson. I mean, like, I don't know. There's Drill. Who is else? Drill still funny? I don't no, keep, not uh, even. I don't keep up with Drill. He's just kind of like referentially funny. I, I mean, I don't get to. I think there's a lot of funny people on. I think there are dozens of funny people on Twitter. Uh, but it's uh, most tweets are bad. Most tweets aren't like most tweets are not bangers, including most mo, uh, most of my tweets, my terrible, terrible tweets. One out of one out of two hundred is good. Yeah. One out of two. Those are the odds I'm getting, and those are the ones I don't even delete. Because I, I delete a lot. I'm a deleter. Yeah, I know. You deleted. You delete so fast, but I like to try to sneak a comment in. Yeah, yeah. It's always aggravating. <laughs> so aggravating. <laughs> I'm trolling you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, fucking. Um, well, not, uh, the most obvious effect on media 9-11 and everything became a lot more jingoistic. Yeah. Uh, like 24 Yep. At 24, all about terrorists, getting them terrorists. Yeah. And Hurt Locker coming in. Was that 2009? That was Obama era. What's it, What was uh, stuff indicative of the Bush era? Was uh, um, Well, when did United 93 come out? I think that was 2006. I think it was like very... Mm. And then there, there was the World Trade Center movie that Oliver Stone uh, directed. Yeah. Where... Doesn't Nicolas Cage see, like, his wife's ghost or something in that? I don't know. I never saw the movie. But it's supposed to be very schmaltzy. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are movies about 9-11. But it's stuff, like, was influenced by 9-11, like, almost immediately. Like, Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds is, like, a 9-11 movie. It's just people getting vaporized on it. There was a Fahrenheit 9-11. There's, there's a movie for you. Yeah. Well, Michael Moore... You know, it's weird that people are like, oh, 9-11 truth is weird. But we're like, I mean, Michael Moore was was drawing connections to Saudi, Saudi involvement in 9-11 in a mainstream documentary that mainstream liberals fell head over heels for. 
didn't it win con or something like that it, it received like mm-hmm. a bunch of insane accolades um i don't know i could pollute the, the podcast with the sound of my typing or we could just not know I guess the I Euros. I think the Euros really liked Fahrenheit 9/11. They were like, "Ah, he is exposing the weaknesses of the American Empire." <clears throat> Soon they will know. Yeah, uh, the Euros were. They were really against the Iraq War for whatever reason. I, I thought well, it was cool. For good reasons. I was like, "Hey, uh, we're no, going to make a bunch they of money." Were, <laughs> didn't France have like oil investments in Iraq, which is why they were chiefly against the Iraq War? I don't know. I never really looked into it. Yeah. Well, there's a whole... Look, it's not... I'm not saying... I think planes flew into the buildings. That's what I'm saying. So you think it was planes and not missiles? Is that... Is missiles part of one of the... One of the narratives that people... Is missiles one of the Yeah, they think a missile hit the Pentagon. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know the Pentagon one. Who cares um, about the fucking Pentagon? Well, that one, I mean, that's because the video that ex- there's like only one video that shows it happening. And it, it's like so low quality that it's like just like yeah. a flash, a blur. And yeah. th- so then the conspiracy becomes like, well, why aren't there any good videos of it? Like, you don't think they had video monitoring? Like, we have high quality videos of the World Trade Centers. Why didn't they have any videos? And I mean, in 2001, I don't know. They didn't have camera phones. Yeah, but uh, the argument is that the Pentagon is like a very heavily, a very heavily surveilled area. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. So wouldn't there have been like security camera footage or like just uh, or were like all the cameras that were pointing towards the missile damaged? You know, maybe that's is that part. Of, I I don't know. I, I don't, haven't gotten I, into nine eleven. The kind of thing I don't think that they would have the balls that George Bush or whoever would have the balls to like commit high treason and it can kill thousands of Americans just to make money. Like uh, as president, you can cook up a war without that. You know, you can just invade uh, whatever country you want. And say it's because they're bad guys. Like, mm-hmm. You don't have to do that to invade a country and get Halliburton contracts. You just don't. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, the pushback to that is, you know, he's comfortable, you know, sending troops to die. So why wouldn't you be comfortable, you know, just, you know, because well, there's a, a difference between the troops and citizens. I mean, the troops are expendable in his mind, to defend the citizens who are not expendable. I suppose so. I think, uh, I think they're all, I think it's plausible. If not Bush, you know, I mean, there is a lot of people. There's the whole Bush did 9-11 crew. I don't, I don't know anything about this fucking subject, which is, you know, why I tend to stay away from it. It's, it annoys me because I don't think it would, it makes any sense. And, um, you know, jet fuel doesn't have to melt the beams it just has to heat it up enough so that they'll bend a little bit well yeah i mean i yeah i do think planes hit the fucking towers that i'm like yeah i'm pretty convinced about yeah there's a lot of footage of that you can see that's for sure yeah uh you can see it all you want and uh but uh 
do I think the CIA could have meddled a bit, could have ignored a few things, could have, you know, let a few things slip by? Yeah, sure. They were, I mean, they gave Bush um, reports in August being like, Osama bin Laden is going to attack the World Trade Center with an airplane, and Bush mm -hmm. didn't read it. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's like the other theory, incompetence, is just, it, incompetence yeah. which is... That's the one that a lot of people that want to that want to hang on to the idea that there aren't monsters in this world, man. Okay, there are monsters well, in this world, man. There are sure, sure. There's <laughs> monsters, but that's like making CIA into like a like a one evil guy twirling his mustache, cooking, cooking up plots when it could just be like we have to confront what a what the bureaucracy of an empire looks like and. A, what kind of destruction it it creates without actually any evil intent mm. yes but on the other hand <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty sexy to, to be to think on the other hand to think you're a counterintelligence agents agent working against the cia by doing twitter posts i think the cia i i think the fact that the cia have been involved in so many uh, instances of coups, especially the other September 11th, Allende in Chile, right? That's that's the other thing that leftists were posting is that September 11th, 1973, Allende was deposed by a CIA-backed coup uh, yeah. from Pinochet. And they were slaughtering people in stadiums. But like those stadiums you, used to be for fun. When you say and then they were CIA, used for gun. When you say a CIA-backed coup, that generally means that we sent them money and weapons and a couple of guys to like show them how to click the 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 detonator stuff it's not like yeah. there was cia agent like you know like seal there's no like jack like jack bauer didn't go and shoot a bunch of people <laughs> no that's untrue <laughs> it was pinochet had a jack bauer he had jack bauer <laughs> he had jack bauer it was a very young jack bauer it was a six-year-old Kiefer sutherland and he was just slitting throats and, you know, he was well, slitting I mean, I'm sure there's, throat. I'm sure there was some instances of, like, I, you know, in, like, the Bay of Pigs, like, there was two American CIA guys uh, a lot, and they apparently slipped away. Um, mm. They were probably just there to observe. I doubt they uh, were, uh, I doubt they were firing yeah, but then you get into stuff like Gladio and yeah, there's just all sorts of... One, is that the Nazi one? That's the one where the Nazi stay the 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 stay behind operations collaborating with the Nazis yeah. in order to root out uh, the communist threat. Yeah. Which you know, good for them. That was a threat. <laughs> That's fine. No, it's what wrong. People, it's what the people wanted. Whenever someone says Nazi collab Nazi collaboration, I always think of like it's the new Kesha album featuring Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> We're collaborating with Nazis. Hell yeah. This Pitbull featuring Nazis. Yeah, these Nazis. <laughs> I don't know what Pitbull sounds like. I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do an exaggerated Cuban oh, accent. We could find that um that thing he did for what was it? Was it for Cuba? Was it for Cuba? I think he we talked yeah, he about did, he did a thing for Cuba. Yeah. It's pretty funny. The Pitbull did his ode to Cuba, but this would be his ode to Nazi collaboration. Hold on. Hold on. I think I'm going to pull it up real quick. Mm. This is a message to the world. We need to stand up, step up. But if you don't understand what's going on, then you need to wake the fuck up. <laughs> Not only is this a Cuba event, a Cuba thing, this is a world event. 
This isn't about politics. This is about saving lives. This is about unity, not division. And bottom line, this is about taking action. Let me tell you something, why I'm frustrated and, and when I see everybody out there and doing what they're doing, which I love what they're doing. Okay? <laughs> not only do we live for freedom, we ride for freedom, we die for freedom, but we motherfucking appreciate freedom. Huh. See, we were talking about freedom. There and you go. It, it gets me hot, it bothers me, and it frustrates me to a certain extent. Being a Cuban-American and having a platform to speak to the world and not being able to help my own people. Not being able to get them food, not being Well, what happened with that? I'm sorry, that's gonna go on for like another five minutes. What happened yeah, with yeah. that whole, they're not, with everyone in Cuba was gonna do a big protest. That went away no, when it uh, was, yeah, Biden it was, pulled out of, the, out of the war. Yeah. It was very, uh, I, I mean, the, the fervor was pretty astroturfed. It's like, wasn't a huge amount of Cuban people that were really opposing the government. Yeah. It weren't, uh, it wasn't it's record a protests. It was like a Twitter bot army. Yeah, that was basically it. That's that's and, the extent of what I think the CIA does these days is um, make social media campaigns. Yeah, well, that's definitely what the uh, IDF does. Mm. And there that time in Sheikh Jarrah when they were like, oh, the IDF has started shelling this area. But it turns out they were shelling a different area, thus tricking people. And everyone was like, oh, move away from this area. Yeah, don't so, retweet the IDF. That's number one rule of Twitter. Don't retweet the IDF. They don't deserve it. They're also They're lying. lying. They're like, we, we went this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we sent all our tanks over here. And then it's uh, like, oh, we tricked you. Yeah, it's the, the pointing your finger, except it results in dead children. So there, it's unfun. So how did 9-11 affect Israel-Palestine? Israel Ooh, it probably yeah. for much it probably got a lot worse I, I wonder if it got a lot worse because there was sort of this mobilized national Islamophobia where because uh, the thing about the end of history for 10 years there were no bad guys right the the commies had been defeated in 1989 with the fall of the Berlin Wall and for 10 years there was no national enemy there there was like I don't know the stuff in Yugoslavia. Yeah, but no, that was, wasn't a, a national enemy. We were just yeah, like, that was oh, their no. police actions and stuff like that. America maintaining its empire, uh, and then uh, the, I mean that's why it's also like uh, it, it's not necessarily plausible, but the idea that people would manufacture something because they believe hardly in a clash of civilizations scenario. Mm-hmm. I I mean George George Bush was. An evangelical Christian. And to be an evangelical Christian is to believe in your heart some pretty wild stuff. Yes, uh, but to my previous point, it also means you don't you don't um, do a 9-11 on your own country. If you're really if you really think he's an evangelical Christian, then that's not compatible. I, with... I think there are all types of evangelical Christians, including including ones that uh, but I don't think. Yeah, I. I also think like the image that George W. Bush projects is just so it's just so difficult to see him doing that. You know, even if you know he's an evil man who uh, perpetrated some of the worst things ever done to this country, he still really is able to affect that simpleton vibe, you know, that he's sort of a patsy. He's somebody that goes along and really the, the brains behind the operation are Cheney. 
but that's sort of that kind of is true you know Mm. it's cheney and uh it's cheney and rumsfeld those guys were planning that shit since the fucking 70s yeah it's you know a good scam good way to make a bit of change but maybe it's also like it's just the yeah it it reminds me of sort of that picture after the jfk assassination Mm -hmm. when lyndon johnson is on the plane and he's like he has a smile and he's like winking and uh because and people sometimes use that as evidence that Lyndon Johnson was the one who orchestrated the JFK assassination. But it's just much more evidence that uh, Lyndon Johnson was, oh, got real lucky. Yep. Got real lucky, Hank. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Yeah. It's good. And then we were better off for it. I don't know if JFK would have been able to push through a civil rights bill. Sure. We, we're big LBJ fans here. I'm on a big the, LBJ fan. He's from Texas. You're, you're a big LBJ He's I like, Texas. Big I like Texans. Big yeah. Big dick Texans. Yeah. He BDT. Called it, he called it Jumbo. Yeah. You won't need abortions in Texas because my big dick will get enough. I'm going to stop. My That's dick's bad. too big to get anyone pregnant. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I was going to say I use my big dick to give abortions. Which is oh. Well, your dick would need to be small and shaped more like a coat hanger. It would be hooky. Long. I have a hooky yeah, dick. Long. Yeah. True. But, but wire, wire shaped. Uh, or it could just be like uh, just be like a big thumb. Or if it, I guess <laughs> if you could suck stuff up with it, if you develop that this, that muscle, which some men Vacuum can do. Dick. You they, mean the foreskin muscle? No, they can use their dick as a straw. Oh, their urethral muscle. Yeah, you they say. can reverse the flow. Okay. Yeah, it's really like advanced. Uh, you have to go to India to learn how to do this technique, but it's called the anteater, <laughs> I believe. Just shoop up those shoop up those fetuses, right? That's what right. you do. That's what Peter Thiel does now, and <laughs> it disgusts him because he has to engage in sex with a woman, but he does it so that he can shoop up the fetuses <laughs> with his penis and get get the adrenochrome directly from the source, you know. And he's just crying while he's doing it. <laughs> That's a, there's a comic idea for you. Peter Thiel shooping up the fetuses yeah. with oh, his penis. Oh, we forgot to do comics rundown. Oh, yeah, comics. Well, what's the? what are the comics? What are the comics Didn't of the you week? have a hit this week? I had a hit with Dune. I had a hit Dune comic. Oh, yeah. It's not a hit. It got 7K likes. Oh, that's a hit. I don't know if that's you've... That's a hit in my I don't eyes. think you've had one with that many. No, not before. It's it's very... It feels nice. It feels validation Almost from a bunch 1, of Almost 1,000 retweets. Yes. Yeah, uh, the comic is, is of course, uh, it, my version of Paul Atreides, uh, but instead, I guess it's Lady Jessica that's next to him, I, su- I suppose it's, or it could be Chani. Who knows? Wow, you uh, really know the characters. I know the character. I know the first book. I know okay. the first book. That's, that's uh, I did, cool. But was, as was pointed out to me, um, a character in Dune eventually does fuck a worm. Uh, Or he doesn't fuck a worm. He really he fuses with a bunch of worm uh, worm larva, I guess, and then becomes a worm guy. So I didn't know that before, but I guessed I correctly guessed at where Doom was going, which was worm fucking. Mm -hmm. So spoilers on Doom. It eventually ends with worm fucking. Yeah. Well, it's Uh, uh, great. It doesn't end with it goes on. His son writes a bunch of terrible books. Apparently, I think you got like about two or three hundred followers from that. It's so good. It's so so schmitty guy. 
Feels so good, the socials. And then you followed that up with uh, Red Keanu or Blue Keanu. Yeah, that that comic sucks. That comic fucking sucks. I hate it. But oh, no. I, 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 it's such a bad comic. It's it's like a comic that's a Newgrounds parody of like uh, of like the Matrix. Well, the I coloring was, to, was a bit um, hasty. Yeah, the coloring sucks. It's hasty too. I I don't like that one. Fuck that one. You have to send them all to me to put on the website, though. I will send them all to you. To Even put them the on Ruth the Bader Ginsburg one. Uh, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg one is rough. Uh, well, no one we got on your case about, about it. No one got on my case about it. No one. No one cares about Ruthie you sh- jacking. You off should do it in another one where she's like openly engaged in oral sex. I did one where. This week I did one where Dan Crenshaw is trying to fuck his own eye hole. I like yeah. that one a lot. Yeah, go after I the Republicans. Yeah, I should go after the Republicans. I haven't. I can't. It's hard to come up with. I'm trying to come up with a good Madison Cawthorn ableism joke that hasn't. Everyone does, you yeah. know, wheels or you know. Well, don't uh, do an ableism. Or, come on, what are you doing? I'm doing ableism. I know He's you a are. Bad man. I know you are disabled uh, because you're gay. So I'm you're disabled because I'm, I'm gay and Jewish. <laughs> uh, so that's a twofer. I'm that's gay, why, Jewish. That's why you're on. It's on disability because you're. That's gay why I'm Jewish. on disability. <laughs> that's why I'm on disability because I have gay gay Jew disease. <laughs> I'm a very I'm a huge gay Jew. See, we're it's nine twelve. Treat each other like nine twelve. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, but I am, I am a gay Jew, damn it. Uh, it all came true. Maybe, I think that's what Xbox Live did to me. You know, I didn't have Xbox Live. What, they were just calling me gay in school. But we all called each other gay. It was fun for us. It was fun for us then. Well, it was until like, high, until like co- the first year of college when I realized, wait a minute, people actually are gay. And then, wait a minute, some of the people we were bullying for and calling them gay are gay and so then i had to send people apologies in 2008 <laughs> i apologized to everyone i called gay that's nice that's sweet uh they made us see the laramie project you know the laramie project yeah, yeah i, I the long play was not allowed in my high school um i did not actually uh, hear about matthew shepherd in my high school uh, there you go but that i was went out with a girl who directed uh, a Laramie, that's a play, right? The Laramie Project. It's a play, yeah. It's about everything around high school. Everything around the murder of the young gay man Matthew Shepard in Laramie, Wyoming. Yeah, and uh, it sort of sparked a renewed interest in gay rights in the mainstream because it was a very public and brutal murder, and 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 people were like, "What is going on in this country?" That young rural gay men can't. You, you know, it's always funny to me. Schitt's Creek versus the Laramie. Pro- Schitt's Creek has is it's the idea of Dan Levy just existing in this rural life without getting hassled at all, despite yeah. being very overtly a gay. And uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying that Dan Levy's character in Schitt's Creek would be Laramie Projected. All I'm saying is. I no, I can't fin- I think of a way to end that sentence. It's a bad sentence. Um, well, that's let, the that's real version of Shit's Creek. That's for. the version of Shit's Creek I would make. Let's figure out a way to end that sentence. Uh, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Let's Figure Out a Way to End That Sentence. All Senator right. Joe Manchin appears on CNN to uh, uh, fuck a <laughs> uh, gay. <laughs> 
Jew. <laughs> He's gay. Jew. <laughs> keep keep it coming. Keep okay. it coming. Okay. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Finish this sentence. It's from Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass. He was six feet tall. He was over 80 years old, and his sons were massive. Gages. <laughs> Leaves of grass, uh, my ass. of grass, my ass. The only Simpsons quote I can remember. Walt Whitman was good. He was gay. He sucked big dick. He sucked big Walt Whitman dick. Fuck Walt Whitman up the ass. Push Walt Whitman's peace spot. Grab his beard. He said, oh, oh, <laughs> that's that's what you say. That's your fucking Walt Whitman in the ass. As you're going hard into Walt Whitman's peace spot, you're saying, leaves of grass, your ass. So I'm a stand-up comedian. I do an impression of Walt Whitman getting fucked up the ass. He goes, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I do all the poets. I do all the great American poets. (laughs) Yeah. Alan Ginsberg. It's like, aren't you a little young for me? No! Oh, this is Alan Ginsberg, and I'm getting fucked up the ass. Hi, me. Hi, baby. Yeah, that's him. You did it. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's stupid. Uh, uh, who are, what are, name some of the other great American poets I could do. Impressions oh. of the Duh. no, it peaked with Alan. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna beat Alan Ginsberg. I should stop right now. Yeah, I don't uh. know if I know any other. Oh, Robert Frost. There you go. <laughs> See, the the thing about Robert Frost, asshole, is that there are two paths. <laughs> I won an academic award in tenth grade, and my um, the prize I got was a book of Robert Frost poetry. And let me tell you, I stopped trying after that. If I was, I was like, "Is this the shit I'm going to start winning if I do well in school?" Can so I, Can you look up? Can you look up nine eleven poetry? And and I could. I mean, so, your what's the first thing that comes? I'll I'll look up. I'll look up nine eleven poetry. I'm interested. In, no, it's fine. Listeners, who, who, please wait while we look up. 9-11 pottery. We're looking up some 9-11 poetry. It, uh, poetry in response to, to 9-11, a resource yeah. guide. I'm very sorry. Mine autocorrected to pottery. So um, here we go. University of Minnesota artist creates urn to mark 9-11 attacks. Artist Tom Lane etched the names of all 2,977 people who died in the 2001 terrorist attacks on this memorial urn. <laughs> um that's not funny yes, but th- this article that it looks i like from a penis. Se- it does look like a penis <laughs> uh from september 11 2015 from heavy.com remembering 9-11 top 10 poems in tribute to september 11 oh this article is great oh my god uh september 11 2001 is a day worth remembering Thousands of Americans died in a terrorist attack on our nation, and it's a day to honor their lives. It's also a show today that we will never forget the horrific events that occurred on 9-11. Read on for quotes and poems to pay tribute to the day, as well as us affected by it. Uh, there you go. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of poems. A yeah, black September shadow the cloaks the dawn. Congress. The Library of Congress. They says love was... these 9-11 poems. Yeah. Wow. Well, they. I guess they like. Oh, took this pictures. one's crazy. Oh yeah. 
who who did this poem? And our guy and to our soldiers now at war, God guide above at sea on shore. They are the best, I have no doubt. Our country's pride, complete, devout, the finest force you'll ever see. All freedom grown through liberty. One final thought comes clear to me for what m must live in infamy. Absolutely, will remember the 11th of September. Jesus Christ, that one's one. really jingoistic. Here's you got one. one? Here's because I'm on. So Library of Congress has them all apparently. Okay. Are. This one's by Brittany Woodward. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, for thee I sing. I'm sorry that this bad, bad thing happened to you. Exclamation park, point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Mm -hmm. So that's a nice one. I'm sorry that's that this one. bad... I like that line. That's, you know, because that's what happened. Uh, here is something by uh, Tom Slay... New York American Spell 2001 won Omen. What was going on in the New York American? Black, red, green, helmeted neon night. The elevator door was closing behind us. We were the ones. Plunging, floor after floor after floor after Jesus oh, Christ. Oh no, that's a you get, Pick the funny ones, come on. <laughs> no, I'm not picking the funny ones. I'm picking all the horrible ones. Saying something flashing for the teleprompter. Two in front of St. Vincent's, a woman hugging another woman who was weeping blocked the sidewalk. Nobody moved for a moment. They were an island caught at the tide turning. Such misery in two human bodies. Then the wearing away of the crowd. Moving flowed over them, and they were pulled swiftly along death the sidewalk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Very heavy-handed poetry. There we go. But, Here we go. I, I am a helpless citizen of one. Driving home sure. with a cup of gas... Dollars short for nearly hour drive home. State of emergency everywhere. Gas uh, sucked dry in town. This is all just about his problems with gas. Running on fumes, <laughs> I realize I'm a helpless citizen of one. Let's see, scrolling down. Just want back on the road. I head out. Oh, don't have any gas again. Okay, so this whole poem is just like how he doesn't have gas. Yeah. Here's Susan Berkland's Jesus poem. Uh, I'd been, if, if I'd been trapped in one of those towers and I had a cell phone, I'd have called my sister and brother and told them I'd love my life. Love them, always would, and to, this is not the comedy, <laughs> this is not the comedy fruit Let's basket make it I funny. expected Let's it to be. Let's make it funny. Let's make it funny. Uh, what if do, her, <laughs> we'll, what we'll, if she we'll called her brother? We'll read like Alan Ginsberg being fucked up the ass. <laughs> what if she if called If I'd her... been trapped in one of those towers <laughs> and had, had a cell phone... <laughs> I'd have called my sister and brother and told them that I'd love my life. Hi, love them always. Would. <laughs> no, it's no good. It's it's uh, these poems are sad. They're not funny. They're I kind of feel not, like they're... maybe it was John Stewart that did nine eleven. John Stewart did nine eleven so that he could. <laughs> yeah, it was. You John... always come back to the Jews, don't you, Stephen? It was John Stewart and then that guy from SNL's dad. It was Pete Davidson's dad. Yeah. He sacrificed himself. He was yeah. the guy behind 9-11. Yeah. All these tepid 9-11 jokes that we're making. Just front to back. It's all tiresome. Well, you know, it's there's the, that tiresome. joke format, like, my dad died on 9-11. Like, he was, mm -hmm. he was he, on the plane. I don't know. Something like, you know, the Holocaust well, the, joke. The classic joke. Yeah, the classic Holocaust joke is, hey, don't make fun of me. My my grandfather died in the Holocaust, fell out of a guard tower, implying that he was a Nazi. Right. Man. There's that. That's 
it's sad because there are people who probably had loved ones that died on 9-11 and they just can't really talk about it now because they, they have because the when you say like my dad died on 9-11 yeah. then they think he died in 9-11 and then if you start to say that he if you start to start to explain it then they think you're yeah. an asshole making an asshole joke no, that that's a joke on curb your enthusiasm where his uh in curb your enthusiasm he meets someone oh yeah he died on 9 11 oh, he, he died in the twin towers he died no he, <laughs> he died somewhere uptown hey that's not a bad larry david the two things in a larry david voice uh, what he, uh, I, I can't yeah keep there, it up yeah that's it's it it's pretty 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 good. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up a little more. You're almost there. I'm almost there. It's hard. To, it's hard to keep that up. It's, it's kind of raspy. Um, yeah. What you've been watching a lot of Degrassi, right? Mm-hmm. Every day. That's a post 9/11 show. That's how it was for kids in 9/11. You know. Yeah. That's, that's you know it's it's like kind of a comforting show because every time they do something bad, you know there's going to be consequences. Oh, you know. <laughs> there's they never ever have a show where they get away with a social ill of any kind. Well, yeah, this is Canada. You know, people people do right by community here, mm -hmm. you know. There's more accountability because we have more faith in our government. Um, which I'm realizing is not true. Um, no, I'm also seeing the Canadian election happen, like realizing that a multi-party system does not solve a democracy. So just because, mm -hmm. you know, I used to think like maybe what we should do in America is have like a couple extra parties, but it doesn't really fix anything. No, it doesn't work unless there's some sort of mandate that they have to pass a certain amount of legislation or they have to uh, make good on a certain amount of promises that they make or something like that. There's there's no accountability for citizens towards their parties, really. You know, I, I if you make a there should be some law that if you make a campaign promise that you have to like uh, you have some sort of fiduciary duty to keep it and you can be punished if you fail to keep a campaign promise, because mm. that's what yeah, uh, I, I think that's the backlash against Trudeau is he's missed the promises mm. and uh, failed to deliver on several key ones, including the first past the post. Said he would reform voting so it's no longer first past the post, make it more <laughs> egalitarian. Why are you saying it that way? <laughs> first past the post, you know. <laughs> Oh, where are we where are we picking up the kids from? Oh, you know, line first past the post. How do we vote you, in the in the elections first? What's post, the other post. model called? Uh where you then do like um you hmm? let you let the votes carry over to the next person you picked? What's that other system called? Ranked choice. Right isn't it ranked choice? I think ranked choice ballot is, is something that I've yeah. heard before. You would know well, better you, than me. We so New York put in ranked choice ballots. You're then, right for Eric Adams. And then for, they ended up they ended up with like the same guy they probably would have got anyway. Yeah, I, I but the idea is that I guess the votes are more evenly distributed somehow or it's more reflective of the population at large or it is it is more Democrat. And in that situation, it wouldn't have worked. But it ranked choice ballots would change the outcome of uh, a number of elections. You know, 
I I wonder, you know, if like the Democratic primary was a ranked choice ballot, I wonder how Bernie would have done. You know, I wonder if if he had just come in third or second a lot. Yeah. But a lot of I forget how many people fucking hate Bernie. They just fucking hate his guts because they just see him as nothing more than uh, an old scolding. They're anti-Semitic, too. I mean, that's that does exist here. They hate him because he's a gay Jew. I mean, that exists. Yeah. It, uh, I know it's not popular to among leftists not to popular acknowledge. To talk it's about not a popular no. ill. Because well, because Israel, are Israel are big bullies. Yeah, Israel are big bullies. So it's like you can and anti-Semitism is is used as an Uncle Leo tactic to avoid talking about the the crimes of Israel. Yeah, but, but that's yeah, one teeny tiny little exists. country. So come on, yeah. It's a tiny country, but it has it has a very outsized geopolitical impact because it is the true Western footprint in the Holy Land. Yeah, that's which, um, where we. Uh, that's where Jesus is. Is from. Yeah. That's where Jesus is from. <laughs> yeah, it's a very <laughs> important. Yeah. yeah, that's that's that's. It's like uh, it's like the North Pole. You know, it's like how Canada <laughs> made the North Pole a sacred yeah. place. <laughs> Santa Claus is is Canadian, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what people don't want to admit. He was he was born in the Netherlands, but he naturalized to Canada, which is why he has a giving spirit and he hates indigenous people. <laughs> Santa Claus just slaughtering indigenous people all over the place. <laughs> just real bad. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just Santa. in order to make us yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. I can envision that comic. That would be a uh, that would be a a good comic, but I know you won't do it. I, I, that's a little, I don't, I don't know if I could, you could have, let's get a pitch that to an indigenous guy, an indigenous well, comic artist. Why don't we could, take out the racial element and just have like Santa slaughtering reindeer? That's sure, funny. I, everybody, is it, all the Santa jokes, let's, let's, let's pitch an original fucking Santa all right, joke. I got one. What if Santa was like a dude who did bad stuff? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Like a bad Santa? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, maybe we would call like it evil Santa. Malignant Santa. Yeah. Narcissist <laughs> Santa. Yeah. How about contagious Santa? Contagious Santa. He's just spreading COVID all over the place. Yeah. That's why COVID spikes in the winter, by the way. Yeah. Santa's Santa got COVID. Comes down and he farts in your house. This COVID is spread through farts. Um, what people oh, don't what, know is COVID is spread through farts. Yeah, we're, they're just finding it out. Um, one thing that happened was a vaccine mandate. Oh, uh, yeah, vaccine mandates. Vaccine mandate uh, for if you work in a company that has is, more than 100 people, you got to get a vaccine in yeah. your mandate. Yeah, I mean, that that sort of, that. I guess that sort of makes sense, but... Uh, uh, I am probably, I don't know anything about this issue, but on my gut, I'm pro-vaccine mandate. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm probably, it's, I'm probably okay with it. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I looked up the history of forcible, or not forcible, but like, you know, ma- vaccine mandates. They do go way back. It's not yeah, I mean, you thing. have to have your fucking rubella shot before you go to preschool. And like, the funny thing about like them being like, I'm a veteran. I would never obey what my government tells me to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Those guys are great. Uh, it's funny because, like, the first vaccine mandate was George Washington. 
like making his army vaccinated. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's funny is they're like, yeah, but like, this is an untested vaccine. And then I, I kind of want to be like, do you know what the smallpox vaccine involved in 1775? Uh, do you know what that so What did the smallpox vaccine? <laughs> it involved getting a guy with smallpox, busting up some of his pussy smallpox pustules, Ooh. putting that on a stick, cutting <laughs> yourself open, and then rubbing the stick with his pus on it into your wound, Big. and then hoping you get a light case of smallpox. <laughs> hey, we've been doing it forever. So uh, that, but you know, surprisingly, that was um, approved by the FDA. <laughs> Fauci, <laughs> yeah. you've done it again. You've muddled it again. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, I don't. I find uh, stories of like active duty soldiers quitting the army to be very entertaining. Uh, is that happening a lot? Where uh, the the soldiers have the vaccine mandate, and all the QAnon soldiers are like, "No way, man." I don't no, know. wait a minute. I joined the army because of Chris Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I joined the army for all the gay sex. <laughs> I joined the army for all the gay Jewish sex. I want to fuck some gay Jews. I bet they do. I bet the IDF and American like homoerotic army jarhead team ups are hot. I bet like Marines fucking IDF guys. There's a you know? comic idea for you, lad. Oh, Gilad. Gilad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Do an army, do a comic where you call the United States and the Israeli army gay and have have them engaging in graphic sex. There you go. Yeah, it turns out you guys are fucking gay. Yeah, it's <laughs> like gay Jew. Nine twelve. You gay Jews. Yeah, not twelve. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. I, I think. Uh, people say, I, I think that is the spirit of 912 really is be a gay Jew, you know, think as a gay Jew would, you know, if I were a gay Jew, what would I be doing? Um, probably the same thing. They're the you try to people. like put your own fist up your butt. Probably. That's probably what you try and do. You probably but, try and put a shofar up your butt but you, you and it goes shofar up your butt. You can't get it out yet. You can't cause your ass is too tight. You didn't have a base on the shofar. Oh no, Avi! Why didn't you put the base on the shofar before you stuck it up your asshole? <laughs> and the twisting, the unique twisting of the shofar has made it undislodgeable from your from your areas. I gotta go to a doctor, and <laughs> the doctor's also Jewish and is having the same problem. And he's like, yeah. "I wish I could help you, <laughs> but I have terrible news. The same thing happened to me." <laughs> you just have shofars up your butts yeah see then, okay that's see when jay-z in his song talked about how the jews made all their money that's that's it you know got to get a corkscrew horn wow. in your ass he, that's pretty extreme did did, did uh, drake ever ever like say anything remotely that controversial <laughs> as, being, as being the biggest jewish rapper of all time he is he probably is he part jewish he is Jewish. He's absolutely Jewish. Okay. He's absolutely so Drake why is, is everyone on Degrassi Jewish? Jewish? <laughs> Please tell me, because that's the fourth that's person. Because that's who's in the theater. That's who's in the theater. They, they're, they're coached by their horrible stage moms, you know. Uh, wow. You want to be in the pictures, Shlomo? You want to be in fucking Degrassi? You want to play a kid that gets AIDS from a piece of glass with AIDS on it? Well, you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. mother. Oh, God, That's the, the episode auditions, where, where like 
they break a like a, a bottle that it contains AIDS in it, and it's labeled <laughs> yeah. with AIDS, and yet he it still does. cuts himself with it anyway. Yeah, that's a full Degrassi episode. Then uh, that's that's actually seven Degrassi episodes. Seven <laughs> seven kids that's cut themselves on the AIDS bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's so fucking stupid. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the show, the Degrassi. I started watching because Nick Mullen recommended it as an activity to do while taking large amounts of sedatives and painkillers. <laughs> yeah, which I don't do. I just like to pretend that I'm on sedatives yeah. and painkillers. It's kind of like Get my Zen sense memory. Yeah, my Zen technique. Mm-hmm. So it triggers in me like the sense of being really zonked. Yeah, just because it's so there, there's such a mundanity and a predictability about the events in Degrassi, <laughs> yeah. about how these just incredibly traumatic events for these children just resolve within like a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, well, the funniest one was when uh, the character Emma finds out her her real dad is actually J Rock. With brain damage. Oh no! Is J- her is, dad is I am Sam? Her, she she has an I am Sam. No, well I don't. Did I am Sam get brain damage from? No, like, I am Sam was uh, mentally handicapped. So, so to make it, I guess, slightly more acceptable, the, the, her father sustained brain damage from jumping off a bridge, <laughs> and is Jesus. played by Jonathan Torrens, who plays J Rock in um, Trailer Park Boys. So yeah. it's J-Rock with brain damage, like crocheting, being like, why don't you visit me? <laughs> and he's a great actor. He's never seen or heard of again after that episode. <laughs> well, you know, J-Rock became a hot commodity. He, he's, he's Canada's uh, Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, is, uh, he is everywhere. I mean, I bet Jonathan Torrance is all over your media still. No really he he should be he, we should have more jonathan torrance but yeah i bet he does he does bumpers for for the the much music video awards you know we, we for the much music video awards we have the trailer park boys for yeah. the seventh year in a row it's the trailer park boys <laughs> you, guys, you guys are so funny up there all five of you <laughs> yeah all five of us they're just the leaders of the political parties. It's just those are the five guys in Canada. That's yeah. <laughs> where five guys comes from, the restaurant. It's exactly. Because it was it's started Canadian in Canada restaurant. where that's how many guys there are. But the five major parties. They're, it's such. It's so funny which are the five major parties in Canada. Liberal, conservative, NDP, Green, and the Bloc Québécois. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's anime style. Yeah, it's great. Um, we we have yeah, it, it's very much. You ever watch G Gundam? I know about it, but I didn't. Watch uh, yeah, yeah, a bunch of country stereotypes fight each other, and like the Mexican Gundam has like a sombrero and oh, that's always cactuses. That's always lame. Come on, <laughs> never do that. Never never make the stereotypes. Never do the stereotypes. Never do stereotyping. It's fine when Japan does it. Yeah. It's what they can do it. It's yeah. fine when Jinx the Pokemon is fine. And then on nine, and then also <laughs> Mr. on Mr. Popo is fine. On nine twelve, you can you can do a little bit of stereotyping, but only for yeah. gay Jewish people. Uh, you can do it for have, Arabs. 
No, no, that's bad. You can't do that. They didn't. Yeah, you that's... should assault a Sikh guy on nine twelve. <laughs> that's how you wow. behave. Oh boy, nine twelve. Uh, Don't I... assault Sikh guy. But yeah. that did happen a lot. A I lot did. of Sikh people were assaulted because Americans are stupid. Americans are guys like it's a turban. We get them. Uh, Just the guys did... that look identical to Mark Wahlberg but fat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like hey, get them. Like this, uh, this are the the Sikhs? They fight Muslims. Uh, yeah, they're no, they're no, they're no friend to the Muslims. No, <laughs> they, not, they do well, fucked know. up I, stuff I, I, to yeah. them when in their majority countries. I'm pretty sure they're on our side. Yeah, yeah, oh well, you know, they they're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm, what I'm trying to say here. You, uh, you got Bush, into, you really got into the nine twelve right, mentality. George, George Bush there. comes out and he's like, the Sikhs are on our side. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's clash of civilizations but i see see how ingrained it is see how ingrained it is that our west christendom is is meant to destroy the upheavals from the andalusian moors you oh, know yeah. we need to stop the moors it's that ben shapiro with his whole judeo-christian bullshit is that's what he's on about is yeah it used he's to got be the official Mongols. t-shirts it used to be well, like this. what if hypothetically we stopped the moors <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what if it was actually a Mongol horde that was coming? <laughs> and instead of Islam, the real threat was the Mongol horde. But yeah, as, as historians <laughs> would point out, Mongol horde among empires, not not the worst you could have been taken over by. Because generally, all they would ask you to do is pledge allegiance and then they'd let you keep your culture and shit. They wouldn't try and enforce Mongol culture on you. I don't know enough. Is, I've heard that kind of, like that they were kind of decentralized, but the Romans were fairly decentralized too. I mean, yeah, but yeah, in terms of like the the, but at least different, if not better, different than American style empire, which is uh, all about exporting democracy and changing other, attempting to change countries into Americas. Well, now we just do it with Twitter, Facebook, and uh, all the other, all the rest. I, it's, I, I always think, I wonder, like, what South Korea would look like without the American presence. Because I think South Korea, more than any uh, Asian country, has that highly, I guess Hong Kong, too, has that American crossover. No, that's more British. And uh, South Korea is super Americanized. But I guess Japan is, too. You know, I'm, I'm talking out my ass. Yeah, that's I all we have time for also. Country. So we're going to leave it at uh, South Korea. What would it have been like if America had never existed? We'll pick it up right here on the next show. <laughs> exactly. With a, with a, we'll get we'll get seven Korean guests. Get an answer to this burning question. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll do a K-pop episode. I'd like to listen to some K-pop. All right, well. Um, all right. Have a happy 912. Uh, this is House of Decline signing out. Bye.